I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. everybody welcome to another episode of the after the storm podcast season two episode six and i hope that all of you had a fantastic halloween weekend and today's episode is a little different from the previous two that we've done different from pretty much any episode we've done this season it's one that brings us back to the roots that originated the creation of the after the storm podcast to begin with one where i get to slow life down a little bit and be authentic and vulnerable with you guys once again and present to you what is going on currently in my life because I feel as the host of the show, if I ask people to come on here and be their authentic and true selves and be vulnerable, then I also need to do the same. And today's episode, by no stretch of the imagination, is designed to be a sad one, but more so one of self-reflection and one where we kind of just make sure that we're okay with the way life is going. And although these are personal stories and things that I've been through, I do understand that although some of these words may not find you today, they may find you in a future phase of life. And so today I've arrived at one of my favorite secret locations in all of Miami. I would share it with you, but then it wouldn't be so secret. And along with me, I brought one of my best, best friends, good old Jameson, to really set the tone, set the vibes, and be one with the setting around me so that I can be my true self and be open and transparent about the things that I have going on in my life today. And you can go back to the catalog of the After the Storm podcast and you'll find plenty of episodes where I'm open about everything from relationships to anxiety to depression to uh, my upbringing and so much more. But today is just a catch up on what is currently happening because from one day to another, everything can be great. Everything can be fine. And then the next day, it feels like the weight of the world is once again up on your shoulders. And so I'm using this as my opportunity to sit down with myself, have this conversation with myself and present it to all of you to hear so that we can really analyze where we're currently at. And I just want to reiterate that this by no stretch of the imagination is designed to be a sad episode or some kind of pity party, but more so an episode of self-reflection and one where we sit with ourselves and decide whether or not we're happy with the way things are going. And so for those of you that don't know, my name is Eddie and I will be your host and guide through the After the Storm podcast. So feel free to sit back relax pour your own little glass of whatever it is that you're craving as we go through this journey of life self-acknowledgement and of course music (laughs) 
I've been going through some things, some things that previous experiences have prepared me to better combat. And it's no denying what experience and what going through adversity can do for a person in the future. It's obviously always terrible. No one wants to face adversity like that. But when you do, it makes you a tougher and stronger individual going forward. And so when you arrive at moments like I feel like I have currently arrived, you're better suited and more prepared to handle it. And that leads into the conversation of anxiety. Anxiety creeps on you when you least expect it. And that's the motherfucker about anxiety. One day you can feel like you're, you can float, like you can fly, like there's not a single thing or person or event that could stop you. And then the very next day, for no reason whatsoever, anxiety creeps back and you now all of a sudden feel as though the weight of the world is once again upon your shoulders. And that's the thing about anxiety. Once you go through it once and you have an extended period of time with it, you know that it's going to come back. But when? You can't always be sure. You won't always be prepared. And so I feel as though I have arrived at a point where I once again am feeling a bit of weird and unwelcomed anxiety. Where did it come from? I'm not too sure. I can tell you that over the past couple months, life has been pretty great. I've had nothing to complain about and I still have nothing to complain about. And yet here we are discussing anxiety and what it can do to you, how it can derail your mental health and your progress on a daily basis out of nowhere. And so what I've learned on the way from my experiences and from the previous times that I've had long-term anxiety is that rather than soaking yourself in it and rather than letting these fears and these words and these thoughts that are racing through your mind get the best of you, it's best to do those things that have helped you rid the anxiety that clouded your judgment for so long. And so for me, it became very easy. What did I decide to do? Okay, I'm going through some things. I woke up Monday morning. 
And anyone who's ever gone through it, waking up anxious is the absolute worst. You feel like your body temperature on the inside has completely dropped. You have a million thoughts racing through your head. It's hard to even get out of bed at first. And you don't know how to exactly shake it off. And the problem was that I had that throughout the most of Monday. And then Tuesday, the same thing happens and just when it, you you think that things can't get worse of course all those little mundane inconveniences that you can so often just brush off are now heightened and just seem to add fuel to the fire that you're currently engulfed in and so that's exactly how my week went but at one point or another you have to find a way to overcome it. So what did I do to overcome it? I stay in the same routine that has helped me get out of that bad place that I once was in. Example, I'm going to the gym. I'm making sure to have time for myself on a daily basis. And of course, I'm making sure that my creative habits and that my me time leads to productive things such as this podcast. And usually for these episodes, I'll do a lot more preparation. I'll do a whole promotional thing on my Instagram story. I'll write a little script out just to have more talking points. But today I wanted to kind of just ramble on and speak from the heart. So this conversation may go one of a thousand ways, but at no point do I want this to be some kind of pity party, as I said earlier, because through these anxious thoughts, a lot of things that you felt you had put behind you get heightened again. And then you kind of start to overthink these things again. And it's important to let these things out, say them out loud so that one, you could either come to your senses and understand that this isn't as big a deal as your overthinking mind has made you believe it is. And two, so that you know that you're not really fighting these battles alone and for other people to understand that there are people out there who relate to this. So if you're listening to this right now and any of these thoughts sound relatable or sound like something that you may be going through, well then, Welcome to the anxious party. So here we are. It's November. Somehow it's November. A lot of us still haven't even finished processing 2020. And yet we're two months away from 2023. And I feel like the end of every year always kind of brings that seasonal depression for a lot of people. I'm not saying that that's currently what I'm going through, but because I have been through it in the past, I do know that it may be something that someone out there, maybe someone who's listening to this episode right now, feels like they're on the verge of. And one of the things that can lead to depression for a lot of people or to severe anxiety is that idea of feeling alone. Being alone is a topic that we've briefly discussed in several ways from several angles and several perspectives. The episode last week, we just had uh, Caitlin on and Caitlin mentioned that uh, she's learning to be alone and she's learning to do things on her own and appreciate her own time. And I think at some point, it's important for everybody to be able to do that. I've feel like I not that I've mastered it, but I've understood and I've come to terms with being by myself. Now, being by myself can be a, a lot of things, but in terms of being able to 
go out and do things by myself and being comfortable in my own space. It's something that I feel after a lot of work, I have arrived at a point where I can fully do this and be totally fine with it. That doesn't mean that just because you're fine being alone that you necessarily enjoy being alone all the time. Being alone doesn't mean that you have to miss out on certain experiences, that you can't go out, that you can't travel, that you can't uh, go sit at a bar by yourself, that you can't go to the park, that you can't work out by yourself. It doesn't mean any of that. But having that option to not have to do things on your own is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And after a, a long time, you can arrive at a point where you all of a sudden feel alone, even if you have all of these friends and you have family and you have a busy life and you're always occupied and you're always staying busy behind the scenes when you're going to bed when you're getting ready when you're having those moments where you're to yourself those are the moments where those thoughts of being alone can begin to creep up and through these anxious thoughts those same conversations those same thoughts have started to kind of resurface for me a bit and I can say that I do feel blessed because I do have a solid and supportive family I have several friends some of which are in this city some of which are around the country and I have very unique and special individual relationships with individual people out there so it's not just like i'm depending on this one group of people to surround me and be my support system and be my friends and to share these experiences with when i actively seek other unique individuals to also share these moments with and having that time and those different experiences those different kinds of conversations having friends that you can say okay this kind of friend would be a, a, a great person to do this with and then this one would be a great person to do that with it's a pretty great liberty to have and so from that regard the thoughts of being lonely and by yourself can seem a bit ridiculous to someone on the outside looking in but the reality is that there's a different kind of companion that everyone seeks for some people they may think that that means romantically that you're looking for someone who can be that partner for you to travel with you around the world to uh, pick up the phone late night to go on late night adventures and go watch movies with and all that kind of stuff but it doesn't necessarily always have to be that extreme i think that everyone on this earth looks for someone to be quote unquote their person and that doesn't always mean that it's a romantic kind of thing and i for a very long time felt like I had a person, right? And it wasn't always romantic. In fact, towards the tail end of it, it, it stopped being romantic completely. But just having that person that you know was like your ride or die, your your partner in crime, it's, it's a really comforting feeling uh, to have someone you can share 
all your stories with all your interactions with to take advice from to give advice to and to do all these fun and unique things with it was always such a comforting thing a lot of people seek that and have that with their boyfriends with their girlfriends with fiancés or or wives husbands whatever but it doesn't always have to be that way and although i have a lot of great individual friends and people that i go to for different things there are times where i feel in this current state of my life this certain phase of my life as though i don't necessarily have that person and it's a bit of a struggle just because on my end i know what i offer and i know what i can provide i know what i bring to the table i know what i can deliver and this isn't me auctioning myself off but i think that when you arrive at that point where you're confident in the person that you are and what you're capable of bringing into someone else's life and yet you feel as though no one has been able to re- to reciprocate that or when they do it's rather inconsistent you start to question what the hell is going on and i along with all of this have realized how much energy i give to a lot of people and granted like i said i'm grateful to have all of these unique individual relationships and friendships with uh, people uh, that i've grown up with that i've just met it's it's honestly pretty cool to get this many perspectives and to create this many circles here and there but regardless of all of that and the amount of time and energy i spend on particular people i don't always feel as though that same energy is reciprocated back and i like to believe that i am a very consistent individual and when i say consistent i mean that in a lot of facets of life don't get me wrong i've had phases where i haven't been as consistent as i would like to be of course life happens things happen to all of us and at one point we arrive at a, at a moment where we need to take a break and people cannot expect that same level of consistency from us at all times and this is not to say that i'm always going to be the same level of consistent that i I'm always going to have that energy because there will come times and moments in my life where I need a mental break and where I need to take time for myself to do things for myself and I cannot provide that kind of time and energy for others the way that I have in the past. But throughout the course of my life, I feel as though I've always been someone who's been able to be there for people whenever they need it, whenever they need someone to pick up the phone, whenever they need someone to hang out with. whatever the case may be and yet although i understand that as we all grow older our priorities shift and things change uh i've arrived at a point where so often i feel as though i find myself being the one having to reach out uh and 
see how someone is doing and ask them if they'd like to go out for a drink, if they'd like to hang out, if they'd like to do something different. Um, and and I've always been that way. But you kind of at some point sit down with yourself and say, why is it always this way and not the other way around? And you can say, and some people have this mentality that, well, this is just the way things have always been. But just because it's the way things have always been doesn't mean that the way things have always been has been the ideal way for the situation to go. And so I think that consistently inconsistent people at some point or another have to be either removed entirely or at least taken down a couple levels uh, within your circle within your list of priorities and that's not because they're bad people it's not because uh, they don't have a spot uh, in your life but if you feel like your time and energy is going into people that only take your time and energy when it is convenient to them then you know that there's an inconsistency and there's a lack of balance within the relationship. Some may even call people like this manipulators. They're manipulative of your time, of your effort, and of your overall friendship. Because when they need something and when they need that emotional safety net, then they'll come calling. But when they have someone else who's there to provide it for them, it's almost as if you no longer exist or you're just not as important. And so you have to watch out for people like this. But I will say after everything I just said that I've mentioned it several, several times in this show. And that's that I do believe that all people are different people. It's a quote that I live by, by the great, great Ted Lasso. And with that being said, you can't just use this same mentality for everyone in your life. You have to understand that people do handle things differently and not everyone has a one-stop shop approach to the way that they get over the things that are going on in their lives and uh, try to heal themselves as well. So you can't always take things personally, but you have to be smart enough and conscious enough to understand those around you and in your circle who do take advantage of your time and those that continuously show those same patterns over the course of years. Okay. Cause when you just get to know someone, you don't fully know who they are and you may start to pick up on some things that you may not be accustomed to in people, but you have to at least give yourself an opportunity to understand that person and how they are. But through the course of time, when you see consistent inconsistencies and it actually derails and has an effect on your own mental health, and that's when you know that it may be time to cut ties with said people. And that's not me saying that I have that in my life currently. I didn't say that for that. I don't really believe that there are people in my life who take advantage of my time and my energy. I genuinely do feel love from those around me, especially those that I do take the time to hang out with and have deep conversations with and uh, make memories beyond just those surface level memories. So for that, another reason for me to feel great and to feel blessed. But 
I guess I would say that the caveat to all of that is that I've also spent a lot of time giving my energy to uh, people who have a lot going on while I also have a lot going on. And it can feel sometimes as though when they need something, I feel the need to drop everything and make sure that they're okay. And I don't always feel like it's the same way back my way. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the fact that for the longest time, I never needed that. I never needed people to be there for me at a moment's notice because I would always just handle things on my own. And luckily through adversity and through experiences, I have once again arrived at that point where I'm typically okay. And now when I reach out to someone to hang out with, it's really just to make memories and to have uh, better conversations and to see how they're doing and, and to get to know each other more and to catch up. And for all these other reasons, not just so that I can corner them and vent about all the things that are going on in my life. Although I would say that many people do need someone in their life that they can depend on at all times. But it's one of those things, again, where I go back to the original point being that I have arrived at a point where I once again feel as though I'm a bit of a loner right now, more on my own. And I'm able to be there for so many people. And that's something that I always want to be able to do. I do it in person and I do it through the use of this platform and this podcast, but I'll never want to be taken advantage of because once again, I know what I offer. I know what I deliver. I know the kind of person that I am. And so I'll never allow myself to be in a situation where I waste my time, my energy and my overall emotional intelligence on people who do not respect my time misconstrue my intentions and overall show any level of disrespect my way that I believe to be unwarranted. So when you're in the jungle, watch out for snakes because they bite the hardest and you want to make sure that you don't have people in your life that are taking advantage of you and that are seeing you for anything less than you actually are. Don't let people out there uh, make you smaller than you are. Uh, for the men listening to this podcast, don't allow yourself to be emasculated. And for the women out there, don't let someone belittle you and make you feel as though you don't belong and uh, heighten your insecurities. There's no need for people like that in your circle, anywhere near or around it. And these thoughts have allowed me to continue this journey of self-discovery and understanding this idea of continuously feeling alone. And I do believe that that is a completely normal feeling for people to have at any point. You could have that person, you could feel like you have a partner and yet still feel entirely alone. And that's okay. At times, it may take you time to realize that you're not and that people out there do support you 
and that you do have that person to share your secrets with, to vent to, to have those moments, those conversations and those memories with. And for others, understand that just because you do feel alone right now, whether it's because you have family issues, whether you feel like your friends aren't people that you can trust or that you feel as though those relationships are no longer as close as they once were and that time and people have passed you by understand that there eventually will be someone out there who can provide that bit of uh, help for you and that they can fill that void that everyone out here I feel believes because I always say that the best relationships the best friendships occur from people who are okay being on their own because they can bring a different kind of energy uh, to each other because they don't have to be codependent on each other they can just coexist and that's something that I always look for so I always value people that are comfortable being on their own because they have a different level of understanding uh, to kind of where I am and what I go through. So to those of you out there who are comfortable on your own and some of you know who you are uh, listening to this show right now, I just want to say that y'all are special uh, just as I feel I am as well. And that at some point, one way or another, that void will be filled. But for now, enjoy that time that you have on your own and don't rush to try to find someone to fill that up for you. It can be tough. It can be lonely. Believe me, I felt many different ways about this throughout the course of my life. And I would say over the past two years or so, maybe three, I haven't really felt like I've had that person. But luckily, I've been able to kind of fill a lot of those uh, needs or things that I require as an individual from several people and I think that's one of the beauties of being sociable and being outgoing and getting to know people because you'll have different relationships that can offer you different perspectives uh, and I do love that but you also do like the consistency of having that one person in your phone book that you can always call text at any time and there are times where I struggle with that and I feel as though I don't always have that person that I could just do that with and that's me being just fully fully transparent and that may be the anxiety speaking and there may be someone out there who reaches out after this text saying uh, or after this uh, this podcast saying, what are you talking about? You can text me. You can reach out to me at any time. And I, I it may be true, but it, it's just it's a relationship that goes beyond just a simple text behind a hangout every now and then. And it it can be hard uh, at one point or another. Um, and I don't want that to be jumbled up into the whole relationship and dating thing, because I think a lot of times people look for that in their partners and it's not always going to be what they are for them. And that's kind of where I am right now. So currently I find myself spending my energy on myself because not only is it necessary, but I want to make sure that whenever said person does come around, that I am the best possible version of myself at that time so that I can come into their life with a clean and healthy slate and not have to attach my codependency on to them, which is something that people really struggle to do. A lot of people, and I've 
been guilty of it in the past before, will meet someone, uh, consider them their person, and then kind of just throw everything at them and make their joy, make their happiness entirely dependent on them. And that's number one, not fair to you and definitely not fair to the other person involved because that's a lot of pressure and they may have things that they have going on as well. And to take on all of your shit will only double up everything that they have going on in their life. So make sure you're taking care of yourself and that you're not overly pursuing that idea of finding that person and, uh, overcompensating because you feel alone it's just me i have been there i've gone out a lot and tried to meet a lot of people and just occupy my time and it's has its pros and i've met a lot of great people along the way but sometimes it's best to just be able to slow down and have those chill nights and have that person that you can truly depend on at all times and so that's one thing that uh, throughout my small time as an anxiety ridden person and I don't even feel like I really am an anxiety ridden person I really just had kind of heightened periods of time and I wouldn't consider one right now but throughout it one thing that consistently comes up is that idea of uh, being alone as you kind of watch everyone around your life that you used to be able to depend on more, kind of move on and uh, do other things and find new people and find their person as well. So again, make sure that you're spending your energy on yourself, especially when it's necessary. Now, you may be asking yourself, Eddie, where is this coming from? You seem like such a happy-go-lucky and popular person and you know all these people and uh, on Instagram you're always out and doing this and that and be that as it may it doesn't mean that in the background when I'm having those 40 plus minute drives home and to the location that I don't feel that bit of a kind of loneliness as well so those thoughts happen to creep every now and then believe me and when I look around my group of friends, my my dearly beloved group of friends, uh, you know, a lot of them, the majority of them have found their partners. They have moved on. And although we still speak every day and have a lot of things in common and are able to bond over things like uh, fantasy football and uh, video games and sports and politics and all these things, uh, at the end of the day, they have their people. And I know, and I don't, I'm not saying this like I'm comparing myself, but I know that it, at some point I'm going to get real sick and tired of going to these weddings and being, and having to check off the no plus one uh, box on each of these invites and RSVPs. And it's a little bit frustrating sometimes, but it's, just part of this phase and era of my life where I'm trying to really get everything together because a lot of what I've been through and a lot of what's caused my anxiety currently is, I mean, it's self-inflicted. And I do hate to say that, but it's true. There are many decisions that I've made in the past that I feel looking back, if I had prioritize things differently or if I had made different decisions then maybe I wouldn't be in the position that I am today and I wouldn't feel these anxious 
thoughts. But here we are and you can't sit and dwell on things that you did or didn't do in the past. You have to make sure you're spending your time and energy in the person that you are now. And I've always said the more time that you spend trying to be someone who you once were, the less time you're going to give yourself to understand and get to know the person that you are today. But in all of that, I know what I bring to the table. I know the kind of person that I am, the person that I've worked my ass off to be. And I'll never allow someone to belittle me and tell me that I'm something that I'm not. And it becomes difficult because I have encountered a lot of really shitty people uh, in my life. And a lot of them don't get to last in it. They're, they're in and they're out. But a lot of people that I have gotten to know very well have a history of allowing shitty people to get into their life and to become prominent figures of their life. And what that does is that that changes the expectations that said people have for other people as well. We've all heard the whole thing. All men are assholes. All women are this and that. And that truly fucking sucks. That whole idea. Because I can't tell you how many times I've sat there and listened to a woman complain and rightfully so about how shitty men are and what men have put them through. And granted, they have all the right to complain and to uh, do this and do that and, and, and to vent. And I'm always all ears to listen to it. But a part of it also, to me, becomes emasculating when they finish their said statements with things like, all men are trash, all men are shitty, because then that groups me in there as well. And I feel like I've worked my ass off over a very long time to not be grouped into said category. And I have to sit there and sometimes apologize for men I've never met in my life. And I ask myself, why the fuck am I doing that? Like, I, it, it's unfortunate. And I, I hate having to do that because this isn't on the women. It's on, it's on men to just be fucking better. Right. And also on women too. There are women out there who take that same mentality and they play the victim role and they, they mess up, you know, a lot of good men out there and it, it, it's difficult. So I never, ever like to just group men or group women uh, into one category and say that, oh, they're all the same. Oh, they all suck. It's no, because if that were true, then why would I actively be able to have so many great individual friendships and relationships with people across the board? So doing that is something that I've had to kind of battle with internally because it it's not fair to an individual person to put in the work and to be the best that they can be just to have someone out there 
uh, compare them based on previous experiences with people who have nothing to do with you. At this point, I feel like we've lost order in the episode and I've kind of just gone on a rant about several things. But that was kind of the idea for this, more of just scattered thoughts more so than organized because I can write anything down vet it, proofread it, and deliver it in a way that I'd like for everyone to hear it. But when it's coming straight out of the the mind and there's nothing to uh, look at, no piece of paper, no script, it really tends to come off with the kind of passion and emotion that those words truly deserve. So I want to go back quickly into something that I said and I kind of deviated off of a little bit today those anxious thoughts and and i know that a lot of us we think back on decisions that we could have made that could have shaped things and and given us a completely different life than what we have today a lot of those things that happened my way were self-inflicted um i'll go back to the covid period right and a lot of us struggled during that time and it was difficult. Uh, I had moved to a new city, which I've mentioned before, and and I wasn't really able to do anything because we were locked indoors. So I'm in a new city. I don't know anyone there except one or two people. And I can't even enjoy anything about it because everything is closed early or closed entirely. And we're just kind of stuck at home for precautionary reasons. So it became difficult. And thankfully, through... Uh, things like Discord and Call of Duty and Instagram and FaceTime. I was able to still keep relationships with people and talk to them, even if I couldn't physically be in the same room with them during that time. But a lot of things happened during that period of time that I look back on that I wish I could have just a little bit differently. And it really would have helped me not have gotten down to those depths that I got into during this past two year period one of them was and this is always something that's difficult for me to talk about and i don't necessarily really say this a lot because i've kind of joked about it in the past but one of them was that because there was nothing to do because i was bored all the time i was always looking for something to kind of get my juices flowing to get me emotionally invested to just hiding the experience of whatever it is that I was watching. And so during that time, I got into gambling. I got into sports gambling. And for a while, I had seen some success. And as someone who has watched sports their entire life, it felt like this was just an easy way to make money. I mean, luckily, I had saved money. I was working freelance during the time. So it wasn't like there was a lack of funds, but they could have definitely been going into better things. And because I was so bored all the time, because I had nothing better to do and I was just kind of locked in this this new city in that environment and I would run out of creative ways to keep myself emotionally invested in things, I would just gamble and I would bet and I would bet and I would bet and I would bet. And eventually I started losing a lot and the thing about me is that i don't necessarily have what you would call an addictive personality i'm able to very easily move on from one interest to another uh and i think 
my kind of musical selections and tastes will tell you everything you need to know about that. But in this case, I felt kind of stuck. And the adrenaline rush that I would get from this really kind of was the downfall of it. And it was just a lot of really just emotionally difficult times because I would find myself just in my apartment watching the game and then just being visibly frustrated and upset and just mad at myself whenever a bet that I made wouldn't win and I ruined the experience for myself and I lost a good amount of money from it money that could have gone into other things and I didn't know how to really talk about it in the past I've had situations within my own family where gambling was a big thing that kind of ended up being a detriment to uh, the the family dynamic and so I never wanted to get into it but me being naive stubborn and bored I really got into that kind of stuff and it definitely played a major role and factor into that era of depression and anxiety that I was going through during that time. I mean, there were times where I would have friends visit or I would be out with friends and yet I'd be glued to my phone because I would be making uh, bets and I'd be actively looking at scores and watching fights. And don't get me wrong, if you can find a way to do it in moderation, then it's really no harm, no foul. But I almost became addicted to it during that period of time. And so that combined with the just how over it I was of being locked in and and missing home and not being totally sure of where I was career wise, all of these factors and, and, and then not just those things, but also feeling Again, going back to that central point that I mentioned earlier, feeling like I was alone, all of these things bunched up into just like this giant clusterfuck that just made me feel like the weight of the world was on my shoulders and like I couldn't do anything right. And so looking back on it now, um, really a lot of those things that I said were self-inflicted. And I was even going to the gym a lot during that time and I got into really great shape. And during that period, during those like around this time in 2020, November, December, January, February, I started to let myself go again because I was stressing all the time and I was just sad and I was anxious. And when I was doing all these things, I would find ways to distract myself, but they weren't always healthy. So believe me, a lot of what I have going on or or the things that make me anxious completely self-inflicted and I'm fully aware of that and I think it's important for everyone to really analyze those things and understand what it is that's making them feel the way that they feel and when you realize that it's self-inflicted and then you start to understand that you've removed some of these factors from your life then you know you're really starting to become a better person a better version of yourself overall and with all that being said I really don't believe that we've all truly recovered emotionally from the detriment of that whole COVID pandemic stay indoors era. Because if we did, then I feel as though we would be better people to each other in this era of life. Think about it. We essentially were locked indoors with nothing but the people around us and our own thoughts for a year, a year and a half, however long it is that you ended up having to isolate 
And you'd think that during that time, you'd do a lot of self-reflection and find ways to become a better person. But yet I feel as though society almost kind of forgot how to act after coming back. People just want to do way too much at the same time. And we aren't conscious and respectful of our time and other people's time and, and, and the things that they go through because maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough, but ever since we've kind of jumped back into reality and this, this normal life post COVID, it seems as though people are sadder than they've ever been. And that everything that lingered and all the, the sad and anxious thoughts that people had during that period of time have continued to kind of cast a dark cloud over their lives and and helping them get onto this next phase. So it, it's interesting. If you think about it, we're about to enter 2023. This was the majority of 2020 and most of 2021. And yet I don't think that we've all really finished processing that whole year, year and a half and all of the things that went down during that period of time. Uh, maybe some have, maybe some haven't, but there's definitely something to it. And the funny thing, and maybe other people out there who have become pretty good at reading social cues and understanding people a little bit more, maybe some of you have picked up on the fact that the most anxious people and the people kind of with the most trauma and, and things to say are those who can talk for long periods of time and dominate a conversation and their thoughts will ramble from one thing to another and then you'll forget where you started and you forget what the entire point of the conversation is but by the end of it you would have heard a lot of shit and that's not to say that I'm one of those people but the fact that I could go 45 minutes plus without much of a break and kind of go from one thought to another shows kind of the state and, and some of the, the things that I've learned through this period of my life, as well as through the conversations that I've had with other people, whether in real life or throughout this podcast, and how your thoughts can just kind of ramble on from one thing uh, to the next thing and from one thought to the next thought, seamless, seamlessly to no end. And there are a million things that I could have made this episode about. Originally, I was going to people who are consistently inconsistent, or I could have done one about quarter life crisis, but I feel like those deserve episodes later on. And all of those things kind of jumble up into whatever it is that we're talking about today. Because uh, one can attest a lot of this into that quarter life crisis, because I'm sure there are many people out there, 29, 30, 31, anywhere in that age group that don't feel a lot of this. And if they did, maybe it was before uh, this phase of their life. So it's just it's really just about where this catches you, where these words catch you. And that's why I said for some, these words may not hit today, but they may find you in a future version of your life or perhaps may have caught you in a past version as well. So today, there was no rhyme, no reason no central focus, no true plot to the episode. I only came to spit facts, to be real, and to provide a bit of an update and, and truly be 
an authentic version of myself and discuss what is currently going and racing through my mind. Because a lot of the times when I make these episodes, I'm talking about something that is completely beyond the beaten path of what is actually going on personally. And I think it's important to be able to balance these things out. And I feel as though this is a bit therapeutic for me as well to be able to do this. And I think I've mentioned it in previous episodes that one of the main reasons why I do this podcasting thing is because it allows me to sit down with myself at least once a week, write something and really understand the actions that I've made as a person over the course of the previous six, seven days and decide whether I'm okay with the way that I reacted, acted and the consequences of my actions. And it gives me that real opportunity to really self-reflect and do the things that I need to do to be a better person going forward. So we discussed a lot today, but there are a few takeaways that I would like for anyone listening to this to take away from the show. They would be to make sure that you're maximizing your time, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And although you may find pleasure and it may be part of your personality to take care of others, you have to make sure that you're putting just as much effort in yourself as you do in others. Along with that, when you have people in your life who do not reciprocate the same kind of energy that you give to them, it may be time to stop prioritizing them as much as you do. Because it's not fair to have one-sided relationships, no matter how long you've had them for. It really puts things into perspective that along the way, you may have people who manipulate you, who take advantage of your time, and who don't value you for the person that you really are. And when those people are in your life, they can be difficult to remove because of the emotional attachment and all those years and all those memories that you've made. But really sit down with yourself and ask yourself, do these people really belong in your life? And do they provide the kind of emotional and and physical sometimes energy that you personally need? And if the answer to both of those things is no, then what do they really do for you to begin with? So don't let your energy go unnoticed. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that people are respecting you for the person that you are and that they're valuing you and seeing just what a gem you are because you can say it all you want and truly, truly believe it. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. But if you have people around you who are going to tell you the opposite, who cannot match your energy, who, although you can tell them all the beautiful things in the world and, and cater to their every need, and, and they can't do a single thing for you or, or condemn you or look at you a certain way for everything that you say or one little thing that you do, then those people don't belong in your life to begin with. So make sure that you really are receiving the kind of energy that you need from others. And of course, the last takeaway, which I guess really was kind of the central focus of the entire episode, is that idea of being alone, to be lonely. And people have such a negative connotation uh, to the word lonely because of everything that we see. Every song about being alone is 
uh, a sad song, a heartbreak song. Every movie about being alone, you feel bad for the characters who are alone. It, and, and when someone is alone at a bar, you so quickly assume that something is going on and that there's, that, that person is having a bad day. And that's not always the case. But there's a balance there for sure because you can be alone and be happy, but you have to make sure that you're not getting too comfortable being alone because there are people out there who warrant a little bit of your energy and that's okay. That's okay. But I truly feel as though you're never going to find that true balance and that true uh, desire that you want out of life if you're constantly doing everything by yourself. So make sure that you do take advantage of the time that you have by yourself and, and, and grow so that the next time that you meet someone who you're willing to bring so closely into your world that you're prepared to offer them the best version of you because you never want to end up being codependent on them to the point where your happiness is completely derivative of your relationship with them. So handle yourself make sure that you're good on your own but that you're well equipped to meet and be with somebody else and as for me i'll continue to get by you'll never meet a bigger fan of me than myself and i think that's the way it should be for everybody if you don't put yourself first if you don't love yourself enough then why should others love you people are going to walk all over you again these aren't just affirmations. This is how I truly feel. I know who I am. I know what I offer. I know what I can deliver. I know the kind of person that I am. If you're listening to this and I may sound a certain way, then I'm sorry. But this is truly who I am. And this is why I said at the beginning of the episode, this is not meant to be a sad episode at all. This is Eddie. This is the real version of me. And this isn't meant to be arrogant this isn't meant to be cocky this is just me saying that i am confident in the person that i am and through this confidence it gives me the energy that i need to tell others just how amazing they are how beautiful they are how talented how fantastic how great of people they are there's that balance and you have to find that balance between confidence and arrogance and an arrogance you carry this attitude, this mentality that you're better than everyone around you. And I'll never have that. For me, it's about having the confidence to know that I belong in every single room that I walk into. So understand that. And I hope that you guys walk away with the same mentality after this episode. Whether you're happy with your current life, whether you're alone, it doesn't matter. Know that no one in this world matters to you more than yourself. So make sure you're taking care of your mind, your spirit, your body, your health. And just let it be known that I will no longer be delivering and giving my energy and time to those that I feel don't warrant it. So if you need me, as the great Kim Possible once said, call me, beep me, if you want to reach me. So finally, we've arrived at the end of the episode after going in circles over and over and over again to really arrive at no central focus or point. It really just 55 plus minutes of me rambling and ranting and venting and get a little, a little bit of this off of my chest. But 
it had to be known. And I think that if you've been listening to this show from season one all the way to now, I feel uh, maybe it's just me, but I feel that like you can feel the the shift and the change in the demeanor and the persona and in the person that I am. And I think that this podcast has really helped me get there. And for anyone out there who listens and takes anything away from this, uh, I, I, I sincerely hope that you consistently take these values with you and some of these lessons or whatever you want to call them. I'm not a professor. I'm not a teacher. Uh, but yeah, I've, <laughs> I've given you all this already. I've taken enough of your time if you've made it this far. So as we head into another weekend, of course, I have to leave you with uh, one more banger, one more song for the road. On this podcast, we have obviously made it clear that we are big, massive fans of Bad Bunny, of J Balvin, and Los Enanitos Verdes as well in the past. And so one song that has continuously played for me recently, I don't know why I can't stop playing it, but it honestly does feel almost therapeutic and like it really belongs in this kind of episode. So I'm going to leave you off with this banger to jump into your weekend. And of course, the song is Un Peso off Oasis, the album with J Balvin and Bad Bunny. And they recruited the great Marciano Cantero, who unfortunately passed away a couple weeks ago. But everybody, again, thank you for your time, for your patience and for listening and getting through all the way to the end of this episode. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, make sure you tell somebody you love them and love yourself as well. All right, I'll see you all on the other side. Peace out till next week. Me vas a amar si yo te dije adiós. Si yo me despedí de ti, no quiero saber más de tus besos. ¿Para qué me vas a amar? Ya te di tu perdón. El rencor nunca ha estado en mí. Ahora lo que hagas me vale un peso. ¿Para qué me vas a amar? ¿Para qué? Si estamos en otras etapas y yo te olvidé. Si por ti me jodí, caí, me levanté Con el que te venías, ya se fue Me han llegado par de razones Que ya roto corazones Tratando de llenar vacíos Que ni llenas con galones Esta es pa' que borracha la Antone De ti solo extraño, hacerlo sin condones Y con razón, tan poquito te dolió De cora que no fui yo El que la nave despegó Y tu corazón, idiota Siempre me extrañará ¿Para qué me vas a amar? Ya te di tu perdón El rencor nunca ha estado en mí Ahora lo que hagas me vale un peso Yo te amaba, yo te quería Pero ya se acabaron esos días Ahora lloras, arrepentía Pensando en mí mientras el café se te enfría Estoy seguro que extrañas mi lunar Y no tener a nadie para Solo me di mi lugar Busco otro corazón con el que jugar A ti fui religioso
no te falla Si me imaginabas Y daba un brinco si decías rana Pero me cansó ser tu pendejo Porque perdiste sensibilidad Te fuiste sola sin mirar atrás Aprendes a diferenciar Lo que parece y lo que es Lo que es escrito Estrellas a lo que es escrito en un papel Otros amores también hay Como la novia de Forrest Gump Dice el reloj en la pared Si nuestro amor terminó ayer ¿Qué me vas a amar? ¿Qué me vas a amar? ¿Qué me vas a amar? Me vale un peso 